What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to The Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, CEOs, innovators, hustlers, people in and around the world that are really driven and passionate or or just want to do things differently or go against the status quo, discover themselves, be who they really are, and everything in between. And every week we have guests that come on the show as well, too, to talk about what are they experiencing in real time as they are embarking on that very journey of going against the status quo, building on something they believe in, building something that nobody else can see, you know, finding some success and some wins along the way and and really just building on their impact. And, uh, you know, we always say on the show that we don't glamorize or glorify and success. It is anything but overnight. So we will not be glamorizing that at all at any time in this show. But we definitely celebrate in the in in each other's wins because that's what we're here to do. Um, but hopefully you guys gather that from our guests too. We're all human, just having human experiences. We're all we're all you know, we're, nobody's immune to the journey. You have to go through some things to get to where you're going. But this should also show you that there's a lot of really great people just like you out there doing really great things. You just have to go for it. And this week is going to be no different. And I've got Mike Appel. Um, a founder of Brand Allies, co-founder of Related Garments. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Um, and I'm going to queue up his bio. And we've got a couple of really great um, uh, top, uh, topics and themes that we're going to be talking about. And I just really wanted to take time to personally thank each and every one of you that are, have been tuning in. The podcast has been immensely growing. And you guys are constantly interacting. As you guys have said, heard me say on several episodes, you're constantly interacting with the guests as well, too, on their walls, on my wall. Like, I appreciate that because we're a global community. It's not just to get guests to come on and then, you know, they're they're gone and then they're, they come on and then they're gone. That, that's not how this works. We're all a community. We're all thriving together. So please continue to keep reaching out to any of the guests. They're there. They have amazing products, services, ideas, thoughts that they are trying to share with the world. So please support them. And, uh, you know, we're going to jump right in. And, of course, you guys can continue to keep following me, HDF Magazine um, on Instagram, Matt Gosman on Instagram, Hustle Sold Separately on Instagram, and everywhere else. Just you guys know how to find me. But at this point, I answer each and every one of your DMs and texts. So I appreciate all the love. And we're going to talk about Mike. Uh, or, excuse me, we're going to have Mike. But we're going to talk about the topic of the current state of direct-to-consumer, meaning what is going on right now in anybody that is trying to uh, run a business and deliver their products and services directly to their intended customers. What is going on in the state of this this uh, magnitude right now, especially with the internet and online or um, online endeavors and marketing, offline endeavors and marketing, um, you know, consumer behaviors, you name it. And we're also going to probably be touching on a little bit of working with family, as Mike does actually work with his brother, and and in general, we're going to talk a little bit about the dynamics of working with family. Um, and as I, uh, you know, I'm going to dive a little bit into his his background. Um, he comes from 20 plus years experience, founder um, of Brand Allies, and he's worked with numerous brands across uh, every vertical, bringing them to life through experiential events. Uh, he's from Los Angeles. He is a native. He knows how to connect the dots after years of event programming, production and marketing. That is one hell of a city to do it in. 
Um, and he also creates unique, memorable experiences for partygoers while aligning brands with events in a way that's seamless and establishes a connection with consumers. Very extremely important. Experience is everything. And that's what keeps consumers coming back. He began his career in entertainment marketing for Moet Hennessy. As many of you guys know, I had done a, a small little bit of amount of time with Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. So this man has probably seen a thing or two. Um, dealing with a portfolio at PMK BNC, he continued to create and execute celebrity and media-driven events for hospitality, media, fashion, lifestyle clients with his role at Fingerprint Communications. And as the National Marketing and Events Director at 944 Magazine, which I also remember that magazine, uh, he successfully managed 10 markets across the country, bringing national advertising initiatives to life through local event programming. And he's created, he created brand allies in 2011 with offices in Los Angeles to take established and emerging brands to the next level. Brand allies focuses on brand strategy, influencer marketing, and strategic partnerships. So he was also very early to the game uh, when it came to some of these initiatives that we're now seeing. And then in 2014, he partnered with his brother David to launch Related Garments, an apparel concept focusing on men's and women's undergarments. So Mike, hopefully that, that, that intro did you some justice. Boom. Well said, well said. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I love the intro song. It pumped me up, and uh, I love everything you're doing and, and, and the overall hustle and the community that you built. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. You know, and I've appreciated a couple of our conversations, and I, I appreciate your flexibility. It's been a very interesting time in general for me. Um, so thank you, and, and for finally you know, making this work and coming on. Let's, uh, let's dive right into it. What um, how you've got an amazing background. I understand your background very much. So there's a lot of intertwining going on. Walk the audience through you, what, you know, what had happened. You can go as far back as you want, but like what had happened and then how did you end up, you know, to what you and your brother are doing today? Yep. Okay. So, you know, again, like you said, I'm born and raised in LA and at a very early age, I'd say I was about 17. I got kind of dragged into, uh, the nightclub world. Uh, some people that were, were older, you know, I always kind of hung out with older, older, uh, groups of people. My brother's a couple years older than me. Um, and so they brought me in saying, Hey, I know, you know, a lot of people, why don't you bring, you know, your crew of people to this club in West Hollywood or Hollywood and we'll pay you. And I'm like, Oh, you'll pay me to come have a f- come, come have fun. I'm like, I'm in. So, you know, at a very early age, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, before I went to college, I was promoting nightclubs in LA. Um, not something that I ever really respected per se or wanted to do, but at that age, you're like, why not? This is, this is great. I uh, went to college at University of Arizona um, where I continue to throw parties and throw events. Um, and so yeah, I was always kind of my hustle is understanding events. And that's kind of when I started to really work with different brands um, at, at, at that young age and through college. I was always throwing parties. When I come back to L.A., I would throw kind of these bigger scale events around, you know, Thanksgiving party or New Year's Eve party. And at that point, it was all cash. So you know, as we all know, cash is king, content's king. But at that point, you know, that age, um, you know, this is, we're talking 20 years ago, your cash was everything. It wasn't, you know, percentage of the bar. So it was a fun time to be in, in, in the nightclub world. And, um, and so it kind of parlayed that. And, um, when I was in college, I, I, my senior year, I was like, what am I, what do I really want to do with my life? Cause I don't want to be a promoter. Um, I read the book, uh, mailroom and I, I decided kind of, I'm like, I want to be a talent agent. And so I literally went and met with the top five talent agencies. And, um, you know, even at ICM spent about two weeks meeting with their training program where I then got a, a, a job offer, 
um, to come work and work for a company called Girls Gone Wild, um, which I know you know a lot of people know, and it's a pretty infamous um, uh, you know um, film company that that creates content around you know women showing their their body parts and such. But um, I literally kiboshed everything with the talent agencies and becoming an agent to go work for this company, Girls Gone Wild, where. Listen, I was, you know, really bummed when I graduated that I wouldn't be on spring break, but that turned into um, I'm right back on spring break working for Girls Gone Wild, flying around on a, on, on my boss's private jet, throwing parties in in Miami and in, in 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 Dallas and in Acapulco and you name it. I, I flew around the world throwing parties for Girls Gone Wild. So um, through that time, it was very strategic in the type of people who I met. Um, Dave Grutman in Miami, um, who, who's, who's a centerpiece in Miami hospitality and nightlife, um, working with PR firms and people who I, I eventually went and worked for um, throughout you know, the, the, the next few years. Um, so um, I went from kind of that smutty to luxury world when I went and worked for an agency called um, BNC, which is now PMK BNC. And my, my in-house client was um, Moet Hennessy. And I worked with the EVP of entertainment marketing for Moet Hennessy right after it, uh, Shefflin and Somerset split and became Diageo and separately Moet Hennessy. Um, so I worked with all the brands in the portfolio and I did a lot of high-end events and in celebrity events like my bio said and worked and did everything from a, a, a Krug champagne dinner at Hugh Jackman's house to Moet and Sean Don um, on the red carpet of the Golden Globe. So. Um, small events, large-scale events, and um, really kind of took that experience. And I was part of a, 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 fin a fingerprint communications, which um, kind of ran their hospitality department and produced a, um, a beach house in Malibu, a program uh, over a three-year span, um, working with different brands, procuring brands to sponsor and pop up. Um, it was kind of at that point where brands really started to do stuff like that, where they would hey, I'm going to you know, create a vehicle for a brand to pop up and engage with influencers. And this was kind of the tip of the iceberg. Um, the Polaroid Beach House is infamous, as, as some people may have ever seen a picture of Lindsay Lohan you know, next to a surfboard that said Boost Mobile, and she's wearing a bikini and an ankle bracelet because she had gotten a DUI. Um, and that, that photo just literally ran, ran everywhere, ran all over the press. So um, I was part of that program and constant handholding of, of sponsors on site and dealing with brands and procuring brands to you know pay for these experiences and you know not, and that evolved into working with nine four four and what was great was um, you know the expansion and watching a watching a comp a media company a publishing company expand into other markets um, you know create a foothold but also watch how it ended up not essentially working after 2008 and the economy fell apart um, and how kind of that transition happened to kind of see a company go into chapter 11 bankruptcy um, was something that I think is was important for me and in, 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 in having a you know a, a good seat into seeing how that happens right um, you know that kind of made me create my own agency which is brand allies um, throughout that process of um, you know that chapter 11 bankruptcy they kept me on and a few other people to, to make that transition but what they wanted to transition me into didn't work for me and that spawned you know me just managing my own brands through my agency um, so I know I've said a lot but you know it, it, it was a good life lesson going through that process and um, 
And I'm happy that, you know, it really, all this experience that I had led me to running my own show, um, being able to really kind of pick and choose the brands I want to work with and, um, and taking the experience that I had to, um, to service those brands. Um, I did, you know, a fun project out in Vegas. I, I did a nighttime fun foot race called Glow Run. Uh, we partnered with Insomniac and I booked big talent like Girl Talk and Capital Cities at the finish line. And it was a 5K nighttime foot race. I, I helped kind of put that together and um, worked with the Cosmopolitan Hotel um, when that first opened and bringing brands to um, be a part of a music series um, at their pool. I uh, brought Samsung to launch their new phones and they were basically popped up and did a backstage experience, um, you know, before the big talent um, came on to perform. So, um, you know, really kind of all of this is stuff that I've been been like blessed to work with very cool brands and very fun brands and everything I've done has always been, you know, in some way, shape or form fun. Um, and so, you know, I've worked with a lot of amazing brands and so everyone from Playboy and doing parties at the Playboy Mansion um, and, and, you know, seeing someone like a Hugh Hefner, you know, next to me and being the person that they, they tap to help, you know, procure celebrities to attend and help bring brands to, to be a part of the experience with Playboy, working with brands like Topshop and doing, helping them with their activations and in-store events and um, off-premise type events like Coachella, um, you know, working with Maxim Magazine and Details Magazine and doing various events through my years. Um, really kind of all made sense when, um, you know, 2014, my brother and I uh, partnered to create an apparel business, which is called Related Garments. Um, you know, that that came from a simple conversation of like, man, like I, I my, my underwear and sock drawers are just filled with a bunch of old stuff that doesn't match and doesn't, you know, can't find that one sock. It doesn't match the other sock. And my underwear is just old and raggedy. And we said, you know, let's find a simple solution. You know, people need um, people need to value time more. How do people, you know, all these services, all these apps like Uber, the you know, um, Postmates, every every one of these apps are for people to save time. You know, create efficiency in their lives. Um, it's a solution for people because time is everything to us. And so our concept that we rolled out with was. Um, matching underwear and socks that we package together. Um, kind of a turnkey grab and go solution to your top drawer essentials. And so that's what we, that's what we launched with. And we, we did a successful Kickstarter, um, you know, started to introduce new styles and, um, and it really kind of, you know, took fire. We got some great press exposure and, um, and off to running was related garments, you know, being the term related being that it was my brother and I and, and, um, you know, all about family and, and, and these matching coordinated sets was part of the whole theme. Um, you know, so throughout the years, we've launched artist collaborations, celebrity collaborations, um, you know, done a lot of things with uh, philanthropic um, partnerships with Movember um, around April Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. We've, we've done stuff where we, we did a trip down to Haiti and partnered with an organization called HELP, um, Haitian Education Leadership Program, um, giving back to the community there where every pair of um, underwear that we sell goes, goes uh, and benefits HELP. So it's been, uh, it's been an eye-opening experience through the process and you know, to, to you know, kind of dive eventually into this theme that we, we are addressing, which is direct-to-consumer. Um, you know, to kind of wrap it all up, 
um, everything that I've done with Brand Allies that I still do to date, um, it, it all kind of, what I've kind of created is uh, a cross-pollination marketing kind of ideation here where the things that I do for related garments also kind of blends and lends to what I do with Brand Allies. So I try to really find the harm, harmony between the two businesses um, so that I could be effective and efficient with my with with my daily routine with how I manage my time um, and so um, you know I, I again I, the direct consumer business has been um, something that um, is a, is obviously the most important thing for most brands that are that are you know starting a new business is you know how do you acquire the customers you know um, because it, it's easier said than done and especially when it gets more competitive you find yourself scrambling to find solutions, to find ways to to make money, to acquire these customers, to sell your product. There's there's been a lot of lessons learned. So I'd love to you know answer any questions and go into stuff like that. Oh yeah, I mean, first of all, incredible uh, background with a lot of really great experiences. Um, it's very relatable to me, uh, and uh, and I I think that you just uh, really been very fortunate to have had such close access to so many brands and seeing what works and what doesn't work, right? Even before your, before brand allies or before related garments, like you get to see all this experience of like, oh, that's why it didn't work out for 944. Noted, <laughs> you know, and, I'm, and I was familiar with that, you know, when that when it happened, um, you know, but or like when you get to, you know, do activations with like Krug Champagne, which is who I was assigned to in New York, um, I learned a lot from them and Olivier Krug, like you, it's, it's, it's great to learn from people who have been doing it for so long and to be around it and to uh, acquire, you know, that knowledge through them. And then, of course, activating with them at the same time. Right. So absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, and, you know, partnering with my brother, um, you know, has also been, you know, an interesting experience of its own. Um, you know, we, we can dive into that, you know, the. Um, you know that that's what life's about and you know that's what the experience of you know different jobs like as random as they may be you look back and be like yeah you know what i kind of i can kind of understand why that worked or why that didn't work and i that's the, that's so important is how do you apply that but also be open minded to not being so traditional in your way of thinking and be and be conservative but also willing to take risks and you got to be able to try stuff and 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 be willing to willing to lose sometimes only to learn from that that losing experience to not let it happen again or do your best to you know not not you know um duplicate that um and so yeah i mean you know my my in bigger picture like it's i'm an entrepreneur um and you know i have other businesses that i'm involved with uh that i didn't even mention i'm, I'm a partner in a yoga studio called playlist yoga here in los angeles that i'm looking to help grow um, I've got a pokey concept in Dallas called Malibu pokey that I'm involved with that's been growing um, and, and a few other projects but like again it, it goes back to how do they all lend and, and cross-pollinate when I when it's national underwear day I can go to my yoga studio and invite a bunch of influencers to come and do a yoga class wearing their underwear and gift people underwear and socks um, and if I'm doing an event with brand allies I can bring in my underwear to pop up and 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 
engage with influencers through that event vehicle, whether it be Coachella or Super Bowl or some sort of other activation that is influencer driven, I'm able to create the platform and also activate in my other concepts. So I can, I can have, you know, some, some flyers from my yoga studio because the people are from Los Angeles and maybe they've never been. So let's give them a free class. That's kind of my, my way of, of approaching things is, is how to kind of like kill two birds with one stone, right? We all, we all, we all understand it's, it takes a hustle. Um, and at the same time, it's important to not get distracted and not let like, you know, things kind of come your way and you try to bite off more than you can chew. That's very easy to do. And I'm sure, you know, you've got a lot of hustles yourself. It's like, you know, where do I really need to focus more of my time? And that's ultimately the challenge for, I think a lot of entrepreneurs. And you bring up a really, this is a really great point. And I hadn't anticipated going into that direction, but it, it, but it's all, it's all linked anyways, but you brought up a really great point. And that's, it's, um, first of all, you, you said, um, you know, uh, we created that platform, uh, or we have that platform. No, you actually, you created that. And uh, you, you know, I'm a firm believer in building, um, multiple distribution channels. That's really what all this is. And, and by, by you staying in your lane all these years, doing very specific things, you can do multiple things in these each individual areas that, you know, pokey is different than yoga is different than champagne is different than, um, you know, underwear, but they all have things in common that you do really good at. And they're all distribution points that you can weave the story all together. Not the story, but like the, the, the people like, you know, hey, I want all of you guys that are over here to wear the underwear at this event over here, you know, and come check out the yoga studio. It, it allows you to drive um, all the relationships you have in each area to each thing because they're all intertwined. And not a lot of people get that. And it's and it's it's <laughs> it, it's been frustrating at times for me to be like, how do you not see that? Like I've had literally had conversations with people. I'm like, how do you not get what you do with distribution or um, different marketing channels that um, have um, people who are attracted to similar interests? I have a lot of yoga people who are also interested in pokey. Like it's a fact, yep. <laughs> you know. So and they wear underwear. <laughs> and this exactly. is the, and no, that's exactly it. And it's all relationships. It's like, all relationships. How do you how do you maintain and nurture your relationships throughout your career? Um, how do you leverage those relationships, but in the right way? And a lot of it comes down to you know respect in the business, and um, and and really not fucking anybody over, right? Yes. Like you yes. do good business, right? People respect you. You're a good person. You've got your relationships. You leverage your relationships. If I go to somebody like a you know a Mark Ballas and BC Jean, Mark Ballas from um, Dancing with the Stars, you know they they say hey like we are doing a music video. Um, and we go, great, we'll give you some underwear. It, 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 it fits into what the, the scenes are and the whole concept of the music video. Great. You know, but I, we, we then have this music video that has you know, hundreds of thousands of views that has our underwear exactly. and our bra and shows our entire concept in this music video. Well, I then can go to them and say, hey, like, let's, do, um, let's do an event to celebrate it. Let's do a party. And then I can go and bring in one of my tequila clients and activate my tequila client. But the real essence is that I've built that relationship. Yes. And then Mark will come to me and say, hey, I've got another music video. What kind of brands do you have that you can bring in? Um, or let's do something else with your underwear. Or, you know, and I'm just the connector 
And so I'm, I'm resourceful and I know how to put people together. I know how to put people with people and people with brands and brands with brands. Um, and that's what's really important is to not be so, um, so one-sided and, 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 and not be blind to opportunity around you. No, you're very multidimensional, and that's it, it's a very refreshing conversation. <laughs> but we felt like that with the, the first time we spoke, and, and and it's true. It's it's you know those relationships uh, are that comes from time, that comes from respect and integrity, and doing a really good job connecting people. And people don't realize like you know what what is easy to us. It, it's not it's not easy for a lot of people and to, and to have those relationships that took a lot of time and a lot of you know effort and a lot of like work and deals and and making sure to help people so you know um as as you get further along and, and people come to you they come to you because you're a trusted resource and that's cool that you know they respect that in return i would like to talk a little bit about though uh you working with your brother and and the family dynamic um and how that's been because that um, from what I have seen from several people that I've been around um, that work together with family, they've been crushing it. Um, it doesn't mean that they don't have their, their things that they probably have had to, you know, um, uh, grow together on throughout the years. But it, I, I'm fortunate that some of the people that I've been around um, that are, whether they're brothers, brother and sister, husband and wife, it's been working for them. Um, and I, and, uh, and, uh, you know, they said that there, there were times that they had to work through, but it's working for them. And I'd be curious to get your take on working with family in general and how it's been like with your brother and, and, you know, any, any tips you can offer the world out there that's actually working with family. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that, um, you know, anybody that is currently working with family or, um, you know, considering working with family, um, you know, at first and foremost, it's good to, you know, I think it's good to have a yin and yang. I think it's important to have, um, each each person involved um, have their skill set um, because I could see that you know either way people are going to butt heads as family. Um, my brother specifically was um, is very creative. Um, he is uber artistic. He operates a certain way um, where where I operate a different way. I'm 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 um, uh, detail oriented. And I'm very good at communicating and on email or on phone or however, uh, whereas my brother um, is not as detail oriented and doesn't, you know, respond to emails sometimes. Um, he's, you know, through the years, you kind of see how the person works and you have to adapt to each other for it to really to for it to work and um, understanding that. You're gonna, you're gonna, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna make some mistakes, um, and you're gonna get in fights. And but usually, what I with what's happened with my brother and I is, you know, we would fight, and then it would kind of go away pretty quickly because we know that there's a there's there's a you know a bigger picture issue that we have to deal with. There's there, there's bigger fish to fry. So we're not let's not harp on being upset at each other because one of us made a mistake or one of us sent the wrong email or you know. Made you know uh, the wrong call, whatever it is. Um, it's family. Um, at first and foremost, at the base of it, like you, you, if it's like my brother and I in our situation, you have to be 50-50 partners. I think in any in any situation, if it's if it's any different, then um, there's always going to be that um, you know uh, that issue of money. Um, and so I think at the very um, start, you have to you know come up with that arrangement of, of that partnership being a real partnership that is uh, a 50 50 uh a deal and um but yes i mean the, the whole 
there's it's there's pros and cons. There's pros and cons, and um, you know, I I I feel that it's important to maybe have someone that is between the between like for example for us it be it's great to have somebody that's between us to who understands how we operate what we do best to say hey you should do this and focus on that and you should do this and focus on that um, because sometimes as you grow in a business and after you know we've been in business for over four years um, you you can fall into a trap of um, just not having the best communication and not listening to each other or not being strategic with one another. And I think that that really defines um, a partnership with family is, is, is how you kind of get through those growing pains. Um, you know, my brother needs to sit there with someone to really delegate and manage. If he's not there next to you on the computer watching what you're doing from a design standpoint, it's not going to be, it's not going to come out the right way and be efficient. Um, and so it's hard for, for example, people to work remotely um, and where it's preferred people work next to him. That's just the way he is. So um, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a gro it, there's growing pains and, um, you know, but it, there's also the exciting times. It's like, you know, the whole brother thing, like, you know, my brother and I grew up fighting over clothes. We would fight over everything. Never in a million years did I think that we'd grow up to be business partners. Never. Hmm. You know, and and my brother's the fashion guy. He's been in, he's got twenty years fashion, you know, uh, fashion knowledge and, and experience. I said anything you're going to do in fashion, I want to be a part of, and that's how this all started. Um, and I kind of took my experience and and blended it with his, um, and we we made what we have now. Um, we've got an amazing um, an amazing business that has. Uh, very loyal customers and great customer retention, um, and um, and so we're super excited about you know a lot of the future collaborations that we have with some celebrities and um, new products and innovations that we're 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 going to be introducing soon. Um, but you know leads leads you to uh, the the reality of what direct consumer has evolved to, um, and I know that was a point that we were, we were going to touch on, which is. You know, how does um, cash flow come into play in a business when you're dealing with your brother? Um, and, you know, we don't we don't pay ourselves out. So it's like you kind of have to always have another hustle yes. to support yourself. And that's the biggest challenge that there there is between working with family is is money. It comes down to money. Um because if you're having to wear all these different hats and work really hard, but yet you're not making the money that you want to be making, there's going to be frustrations, right? So, you know, in our in our current state of our business, it's it's all a matter of cash flow and customer acquisition. And direct to consumer has become such a beast of um, reliability on acquiring customers through paid search and paid social and for, for those who don't understand paid social, we're talking, you know, advertising on Facebook. And um, the reality is of, of our category, which is a very exciting category, the margins are great. Um, there were there were our competitors that were around five, six years before us. And for a lot of those brands that were around in 2011, 12, 13, um, that were able to really understand the Facebook machine where it was at that point, and how advertising on Facebook was at that juncture of targeting 
people was much easier. The um, the effectiveness of advertising and the cost uh, uh, to acquire those customers uh, was a lot better to scale um, any sort of direct to consumer business. Um, doesn't matter if it was apparel or or, or not. Um, and so what what we see now, what I see now, and you probably share in this is that the targeting has been shrunk. The types of ways that you can get to people has has shrunk. The competition has grown. Anybody that wants to start a company um, has access to a Shopify or a Squarespace um, to sources to source products. It's not difficult. Um, there's it has it has its own challenges, but you know, for somebody to come up with a new underwear concept is not is not that hard. And so you find things becoming a lot more competitive and they all eventually will realize that you need, you want to, you want to scale your direct consumer business. Well, you have to, you have to spend your money on paid search and paid social. But if the cost of doing that business to get the customer is, is, is going to be, um, way down, you know, the profitability based off your cost of goods, then you're going to be fighting an uphill battle. So as a marketer, it's a, it's a constant uphill battle to find what's new, what's next. You know, you and I talked about, you know, podcasts and, you know, I love, um, you know, somebody with a dedicated audience that, um, is just ready and, and, and wanting more information to hear and learn about what someone has to say and what they've been through on their business and, uh, learn about new products. And, um, and I, and I think that like, it has just become very, um, competitive to the point where direct to consumer as great of the margins are, if I can sell you a pair of underwear based off my cost of goods for the, my retail price, that's a great margin. But if I have to pay for you to buy that product and, and I, I might be losing money on that transaction. So granted those people are in your funnel so to say and they're your customer for life they're, you know what is that ltv what's that lifetime value of that customer comes down to that and so the i i, I think challenge for any entrepreneur any any marketer um any business is what is the future of direct to consumer business and um how are you going to continue to acquire customers in a very competitive space, not just category, but in an age where people aren't using Facebook as much, but when they're using Facebook, they're getting hit up with one advertisement after another. And now you see Instagram and you're getting Instagram stories um, with ads and you're getting Instagram posts with ads and what's next, right? And I think that is the most important thing is to find that what's next. Um, and that's what, we, that's what we look to do you know, every day. Um, because you have to, you have to challenge yourself to find what's new, what's next, and you have to roll the dice and, and take risks. And that's what, that's what being in business is all about. And it's a grind for anybody. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot, a lot in there and what you just said. Um, you know, and my, my take is it's a, it's a mixed bag. Um, on one hand, we have the responsibility of having a very intentional, relationship with our audience. That is, we create content, we have conversations, we take care of them, we follow up with them. Um, if we have a product or service, 
we're there with them every step of the way before we as we're creating the product or the new set of products and understanding their behaviors and what their needs and wants and are and what we're solving for them all the way through to their entire purchasing experience and then what they come out on the other side with um, after they purchase and how do we continue to, to improve upon our processes and our um, relationship with them at the same time, right? All of that can't be taught through paid media. That's all taught through character and giving a shit <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and, and building, build, uh, and, and truly diving into the, um, the, the customer realm and, and saying, hey, like, we're in this together. Then there's the other side of, okay, I do want to attract anybody that is not in my immediate or secondary market of, of knowing who I am and my existence in this world. And so in using paid media to attract them somehow into my world so I can start the relationship and go from there. If I want to play the game of like, hey, if I can get them to purchase on a, on a first visit, great. But I, I can see that sometimes being you know, depending on, on what kind of uh, artillery we have there uh, of uh, Facebook ads people. And by the way, I just had one of the Facebook ads per people on a, f- a couple of episodes ago. I think uh, I'm going to have to connect you two after, <laughs> after this episode yeah. is, is over. You, you two, and both out there in L.A. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that happen. Speaking of being connected, I'm going to make you two happen there um, uh, since you're both out there. And he's one of the, the people, and he, he, um, so he understands the uh, people, um, uh, customers, because he actually cares about them but also um, in how do we market to them. So we cut through all of that like inundation that they are constantly receiving from everywhere and any, you know, and in, 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 in the, the, the overwhelming that comes with it and saying like, hey, like I'm trying to cut through all that so you know about this thing right here um, and in a way that is really um, special to you and is starting this relationship. And so, yeah, so I, but I agree with, I mean, and I, I, so I think that the, the dynamic is constantly expanding. It's changing. You're right. Years ago, it was like pennies, pennies, pennies on the dollar because, you know, not, a, not a lot of people were using it. The data was still coming up. But like, you know, um, there wasn't as many people in the market trying to like, you know, make as much money off of anything that they could compared to, you know, now the stakes have changed. And, you know, marketers always seem to do that. <laughs> it was, they're the only ones that are actually changing the market in a lot of time. I mean, so are consumers, but marketers are usually their behaviors are what kind of change and dictate the, the platforms to make their, their big changes, right? You know, exactly. um, so what, when, you know, when it comes to um, the direct-to-consumer, the relationship side, are you, are you, have you, are you and your brother learning a lot along the way with, I mean, your, your guys' products seem amazing. I haven't tested them out yet, but they seem absolutely amazing. Um, and I, and I did kind of like what you're going for or whatever too, whatever uh, uh, online. And it just has a whole different feel and vibe and energy. Um, are you guys really connect? Have you had like some really great connections with the, with the, the audience in general? Is that what's been, you know, part of your, your growth? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I absolutely cannot get enough of, you know, customer interaction. I, it's so important and um, really identifying with the with the audience, right? I mean, it's just like in your in your you know, in your line of uh, your audience and and how they comment and how they interact with you. You know, same thing. It's when I hear stories of my customers that hey, I 
I wore these underwear and my wife literally jumped my bones. I got laid. Like she loved it. You know what I'm like, it's, it's so great. Like our product, at least for the men, is um, you know a big customer of ours is also women buying this product for their men because they get this concept. They understand this trend of matching. Um, these coordinated sets, you know, for the men, you get out the door quicker knowing exactly what socks go with what underwear. For the women, they're like, well, they've been doing it for years. Women have been matching their bras and panties. Now they see this concept. They're like, boom, I need it for my guy. And boom, it sparks some romance in the bedroom. We hear stories like this all the time. Um, we do a ton of really fun stuff with like groomsmen and wedding parties and we hear the best stories, but more, but, but even better, we, we get the most incredible photos. Um, because they're part, we're, we're part of those memories that they'll have forever. You know, these, all the groom and the groomsmen matching their underwear and socks is like, you know, priceless. Um, and so we love interacting with our customers. We love hearing what they have to say. Um, you know, so quick example is, um, I, you know, our underwear as is our boxer briefs, we don't have a, um, a, a little pee hole. Um, and so it's a constant, you know, um, question of, well, do you, people really need a pee hole? Is it you just can't pull down your underwear to go pee? You you need to have that option. Um, and we would li- you know we've listened to our customers and and you know let's just say you know maybe there's 500 people that haven't purchased our underwear because we don't have a pee hole, or some that have received it and been like wait there's no pee hole let me return this. Um, but really in the grand scheme of things it's saying. There's no harm that can come of having a pee hole unless you're talking about, you know, the moving the movie something about Mary where he zips up his pants and, you know, goes his penis in the zipper, um, you know, with the fly hole. You know, other than that, there's really no reason not to. Um, it's a matter of finding a really cool design and innovative way of doing it where it still looks cool and it's not going to be like where, you know, your junk comes out of your of that little hole sometimes like but it, it was something where you got to listen to the customers. You have to listen to potential prospect customers of what they want. And, um, and so in, in our future productions, we will definitely have it as an option. For those who want the pee hole, it will be there. Um, and so it's just things like that, you know, constantly listening to what people say about this, this, the styles, the fabrics <coughs> um, is super important to anybody in any business, obviously, is listening to your customers. Um, and continuously evolving and giving them, you know, new products. So, you know, at what point are they, are they done and what point do they have too much underwear? You know, we, we offer a subscription, which is, you know, monthly delivery of, of either just underwear, uh, or underwear and sock sets at your door every month. Um, you know, we say that your underwear expires after 12 months, you need to throw it away. And so what better way of doing that than to have a subscription where you, you'll throw a, a pair away after 12 months. Um, and so, and, and we've also heard that some people say it expires after six months. Even Tom Ford says underwear expires after six months. You should throw it out. Um, and so we, we, we make that part of our, you know, um, marketing and, and messaging that it's important not to just keep your underwear for over a year. Um, and so, as much as it is as messaging what we're about and who we are and what our product is, it's as important as listening to um, your customers and what they have to say about your product to help better um, the product uh, development and offerings to your customers in the future. There's so many things I like about what you're just saying here, and, and it, it relates to a conversation I was having about um, 
really uh, going further into the research of it all, and um, and that the the further in a business you get, the more research you find yourself in the middle of, because if you're truly dedicated to it, you're constantly trying to evolve it. And if you're trying to constantly evolve it, you're, you're constantly communicating with the audience and learning of like in customers and learning from them. Um, and then the other thing too, is it leads you into some of the most amazing marketing campaigns because like what a conversation that you don't normally think that you're going to have about like pee hole versus no pee hole. Like, like, do you actually have that, the fly on the, on the, uh, um, the box brief or not? You know, and you don't even know until you experiment and then it, it causes a, a whole other conversation or like what you're mentioning, like with Tom Ford, like it, it, it's interesting, you know, uh, learning and understanding the, you know, when does an expiration happen for underwear? And then that leads into a really great marketing campaign of like, listen, if you actually order one new one a month, every month, by the time January rolls around, the first month that you've uh, had, you'll be able to throw that out and it'll be replaced. So you'll yeah. always have a nice set of 12. But like, think, when was that ever used in marketing at all in, in the past? But now it becomes its own movement, its own thing. Like, oh, that's actually really genius. Like, you have one new set every month for 12 months and then it re-rotates again next January. Yeah. And like, and it makes perfect sense and it keeps you like healthy and clean and, and, you know, and then, and then it turns into a whole other set of, of content that's like of, of conversation that not, wouldn't normally have like, you know, does it really matter? I actually think it does really matter. Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, know you, you hit it on the nail. I mean, it's, it's like for us, um, you know, it, it's, it's all a learning curve. Um, and it's again, important to, to hear what the customers have to say. Um, and and evolve and and improve the products. You know what we what we give people um, in our packages for at least the the guys. You know we 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 also offer we do women's as well um, because we had a lot of customers that were women that were asking, hey, are you guys going to do women's? And we created women's. Um, and so we do like fun matching his and her sets. Um, the whole concept of matching has become trendy. And we were really the um, the first ones, the first brand to really focus on matching. And, and it is it is um, you know it is competitive now. And there's a lot of our competitors that like are, have have copied us. And it's while while that is like you know a, um, it's it's flattering and everything to to be copied. It's also uh, makes things more competitive and finding what's that unique differentiator that sets you apart from your competition. I think that's a very key word that anybody is always looking for. Um, and our concept of matching is no longer our unique differentiator. It's just something that has become part of the trend, right? Yes. Um, and so we have to, as, um, as a business and, and my partners is find what is our unique differentiator and, um, which, which we've developed it's right now it's, it's some of our, you know, our fabrics and our, our quality and everything, but also, um, our subscription and our price point on them on having that subscription, um, you know, a new pair of underwear at your door every month, every month for 14 bucks is, is, is dirt cheap. Uh, a pair, uh, a pair of underwear and two pairs of socks every month at $22 is super cheap. Um, and again, even, even for that, it's, it's important to, you know, we, we want to give people who haven't tried our underwear the opportunity to, to, to try it. I, I don't mind giving someone a pair for free. It, it because I want them to try it because I know that they'll love it and they'll become a customer if not already. Um, and so it's, it's, um, 
it's a constant game of learning. Uh, it's a constant, um, you know, uh, evolution of finding the learnings, taking the learnings, and improving your business. Um, you know, our unique differentiator uh, is our waistbands, our designed waistbands. Nobody does what we do, um, and we have you know other things coming out the gate soon that are also going to be very unique in um, how we differentiate from our competition. Um, but yeah, li listen, I got to get you some pairs because I only want you wearing my underwear. <laughs> you, should only, you, you should only be wearing my stuff. And so I'll, I'll, I'll get some products shipped out to you so you can, you know, you can, you know, as, as your audience are asking, hey, man, have you tried this underwear? I'd like for you to tell them the truth. It, it's, it's, it's amazing or it sucks. I'm sure. Well, I'm looking at the, uh, it was funny. I was just about to bring it up. I saw the, it's cool. Everybody that's listening, um, it, on the site, if you go to relatedgarments.com and you scroll down, you see the matching sets. First of all, it's dope that, uh, you could do like the socks and the, and the, um, and the boxer briefs, uh, so your own matching. But then as you scroll down, you actually see, uh, the dude with his lady and then she's got like the bra and panties and then like he's got the boxer or whatever. Like it, it's, it's, you don't, you don't think it like, but People like like attracts like, and <laughs> you see it all the time with like relationships, you know, and partners where they're, you know, they'll look at something and be like, oh, you know, that looks pretty good on you. But like when you can actually share in something like that, it, it's actually a cool concept. But uh, you know, and it, it's got it's got it's got good appeal. Yeah, man, yeah. I'm game. You you send me whatever you want to send me. You know, I for everyone listening, we're we'll put it up to the challenge. I'm a Calvin Klein a, Cl a Calvin Klein boxer brief guy. That's that's <laughs> not that the world needs to know that. <laughs> but yeah. that's a uh, that's been kind of like the staple i think for like the last so many years whatever but um but that's that's why like uh boxer briefs like this like actually um uh, uh resonate with me so you know look i'm all for putting put up to the challenge and, and talking about <laughs> the aftermath and bringing you yeah. back bringing you back on to talk about that challenge so yeah man <laughs> listen who wants to wear calvin on their waistband dude calvin is old school um <laughs> it, it's a matter of just you know i think people crave new products people crave new these new innovative companies, they want something different, you know, and when it's all about discovery and when you see this type of product, you, you try, if you give it a try, you're going to, you're going to stop with the Calvins of the world. You're, that's, that's what I love. That's what I love about being an entrepreneur and, and seeing all these new companies and how disruptive they are from like, um, you know, hymns to like figs and they're just taking something that was, you know, um, just had never really been um, thought of to be, you know, anything different than what it is. It, there's, there was no competition, and then all of a sudden you start to see uh, a new company come out, like a Casper mattress, and then boom, there's like ten new mattress companies that are all competing in that space of direct-to-consumer mattresses, and you're like, whoa, because they hit it, they they hit they hit something on the pulse. They 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 got something in front of people that like. Hey, we don't want that same mattress that's like on these stupid cheesy commercials. We like this, you know, everyone is like so into like these the marketing of it and how the messaging is like we're the most comfortable or this technology is going to make you sleep better or our underwear is going to make your penis look bigger. Like whatever it is, it's just people are like so ready for new products.
Right. And that's right. why it's exciting to be in this business. Well, yeah, you know, uh, so everybody listening to, yeah, direct con- to consumer, a great example, like you mentioned, was Casper. Um, I met Dehi Park, of uh, co-founder of uh, Tuft & Needle years ago, and they were one of the first, if not the first, uh, um, it was them, Casper, and one other, or just the two of them going head-to-head. They sold for like $350 million. And um, but they their whole direct to consumer play was what you see with the with this industry is not what you're getting. And we're going to tell you everything. And it was just genius marketing because they actually cared about their consumers and saying like, hey, all this stuff that they're selling you, first of all, it's not the reason why it's thousands of thousands of dollars is because it's made up. They're just putting all these layers. Here's and they, they actually on their website started showing like here's what's happening at all the layers here's what actually is collecting dust and collecting mold and collecting all these other issues here's what's real here's what's not real by basically just being transparent open and honest ripped open that entire industry (laughs) and ripped it to a new one and then the and then and then on top of that it was a very comfortable bed i i have a a king and it's a it's an amazing like not quite Tempur-Pedic, but kind of like feels like a little bit. It just molds so well to the, the body. And they crushed it with ratings and reviews because all they cared about was direct-to-consumer. They're like, we're going to take out the middleman immediately. And you're right. When you can do that, when you, we're living in an age where you can do, you know, take out a lot of the, the middle uh, men and go straight for, uh, you know, the consumer and say, hey, we're doing this together. This is all you and me. This is we're doing this together, and and I think that that's just fantastic. I mean, we we live in a great time. It still takes time, but we definitely live in a, in a new time that you know a lot of people want new things. Exactly, everyone wants new things, and 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 it's fun to see all these new these new products. It's like refreshing. Um, you know, I have a Casper King mattress. I love it. Um, but it's like every day you see a new mattress company, and that that goes all the way back full circle to. You know, what we're talking about here is just competitiveness in the direct consumer space. Um, people see that somebody, you know, hit a, hit a home run and they want a part of that. They want a part of that market share. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. That's that's that is what is so good about doing, you know, about, you know, having the ability to create a business and launch a business and and have the ability to make money. Um, and that's that's all part of the hustle. That's exactly it. That's exactly it, brother. Where where can everybody find out about you guys online right now? And you contact you or or find out about brand allies and and related garments and and everything. Yep. So um, as we have our underwear and socks, you can find at um, relatedgarments.com. dot uh, You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at related garments. You can. Um, Shoot me a message. I'll probably see it if you reach out to us on Instagram with any questions, any 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 concerns. Uh, you can tell me our stuff looks good, looks bad, anything. I'd love to hear from you. Um, uh, you can, uh, as far as brand allies, you know anybody that's got a brand that's looking for help um, with any initiatives, events, experiential partnerships. Uh, you can email me. Um, my email is m a at brand hyphen allies dot com that's a l l i e s um look forward to hearing from everyone um and and matt appreciate the time uh for you to allow me to introduce who i am what i do and um and give me the platform to connect with your audience it's been uh, an absolute pleasure absolutely brother i'm still looking forward to us getting together out there in la but um i appreciate having you on man and uh 
and just uh, I appreciate your journey. It, it's it's very nostalgic actually for me. But I know we we talked about that the first time we were, we we got connected up on the phone. And uh, um, but I, I really appreciate what you're doing, and you're you know you're constantly on the grind of it all, um, constantly learning through it and and making new experiences happen. So. Um, appreciate you, and I, I extend this invite to everybody that comes on the show. And now we have to because we're going to take. The, I'm going to take the challenge. But um, I was telling the guests, uh, you're you're welcome back on any time as a journey driven podcast. So uh, the journey's still going, my friend. <laughs> so you're more than welcome to to come back on. You know, several months from now, half a year, a year, whatever it might be, and we can pick a whole new set of topics or new things that you know you've been witnessing the last uh, so many months. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'll, I'll finish with this is. Um you know, I'd, I'd also love to have anybody that would want to try the product, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll set up a code with you so, so people can take the chance and try it themselves. Um, and you know, the more the merrier, I'd love people trying, uh, new brands. And so, um, if people give a brand like mine a chance, they'll see that those Calvins that they've been wearing for so many years are just like old and and just not stylish <laughs> and just not hey man <laughs> and they just, i like my calvin's and, dude. and <laughs> they just don't and they just don't compare to what our product is so anyways i want to want to hook everyone up and 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 um and hopefully they can they can have a chance to try the product too yeah no i'm looking forward to trying the product um for everybody listening what i'll do is um if mike uh, gives me uh i will give him a little bit of time it won't be launched until uh, next week but um guys check out the show notes here um and in the show notes i'll put where whatever link he gives me for you guys how about does that sound good you want to do that that's perfect perfect okay. yeah perfect because then then that's blasted off all over the internet <laughs> so you can't miss that one that'll be on spotify to itunes or, or apple Podcasts, everywhere iheart so cool um so everybody listening um you know uh mike's giving you guys the challenge i'm taking it you guys can take it with me but uh i think it's really cool uh, again, yeah, absolutely uh, a pleasure having you on. And um, for anybody you know interested, check out at Related Garments on Instagram. Uh, you know, Google them, RelatedGarments.com. Uh, you could check out uh, Brand Allies, Brand-Allies, A-L-L-I-E-S.com. Uh, Mike, any other any other handles or anything for you personally out there you want to give? Uh, my personal Instagram is Appella Good Time. That's A P A P P E L A Good Time because uh, I'm a hell of a good time. Um, and you can find me at Mike Appel on Facebook. And uh, I'm not really a personal uh, user of Twitter for my myself, but uh, Instagram I'm pretty heavy on. And uh, yeah, I look forward to connecting with anybody. And um, again, thank you for having me, Matt. Absolutely, guys. Everybody, everybody listening, uh, please be sure to check out Mike. Reach out to him. He's 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 approachable. He's he's willing to to talk, listen, and uh, show you guys uh, the apparel line and uh, and connect with you. Um, and uh, you know, uh, again, brand-allies.com, uh, relatedgarments.com. Uh, for Michael Pell, for myself, Matt Gosman, hustle sold separately. We are out. Boom. Oh.